It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast where we are continuing to recap and clean out on season one of NBC's disaster masterpiece, Smash. My name is Colin Drucker and the Nederlanders are coming. And my name is Nick Kachanov and watch out now, it's my turn. Oh, God. Ooh, the gun. Oh, yeah. How's your big buckshot? <laughs> None of your fucking business, Eileen. Eileen. My runner-up okay. line was, bismuth is my favorite element. But, um, you know. I mean, that says so just much. Just to give Frank a little something, you know. But right. let's let's talk about Dub Bella the ball here, Eileen. Among I, others, really. I don't know what planet Eileen Rand is on in this episode. <laughs> I... Go on, go elaborate. It is on that. I like Angelica Houston has always kind of walked that campy line, but like it still works. I still kind of like accept it, or I see where the script is kind of leading her into silly territory. This week, I don't know who this woman was. I think this was a bunch of cantaloupes with a wig on in a trench coat. I don't know what was going on with Eileen Rand this week. I think it's also because she was hanging out with like. Zach, I think his name is, and yeah. Ellis. Like, it just felt weird. And I think we kind of teased it last week, too, without really spoiling too much. But, like, Ellis is slowly becoming Eileen's assistant. So it makes sense in a way, but, like, say it. And I feel like Eileen could treat these boys to, like, you know, one of the $20 martinis at the, you know, at the Ritz-Carlton or wherever she says. I It, it does feel weird. It's She's sort of outside of the main plot of the show. She doesn't feel connected. No, and and it just it, it it also feels like it's coming out of nowhere. Like there's this sense of like is Eileen having like a midlife crisis? Like why is she hanging out with these twinks at a bar in Bushwick? Like what is this about? And like I know I like it all came it, it was all coming back to me now, Celine. At the end of this episode I was like, "Oh right. The bartender." The right? Bart- yes, the bar. Am I crazy? Nick. His name is Nick oh. Colin. Yes. Oh God. Oh, that's well. Well, this is just going to be a, a barrel of monkeys. I like. I, it is. It is the weirdest. It, it is just it, one of the weirdest performances on television I have seen in a while. Where I, I and I loved it. I loved how unhinged she was. I think. I think you know that's part of what I'm loving about Smash. And I feel like either it was some point last week or this week. It's probably this week. I had a moment where I was like, I love Smash. I love this so much. I love this show. I'm having such a good time. This is great. This is just great. And so that's where I am. I'm so glad. It it really is magical. Like, I, it brings me such levels of glee and joy watching this while still being a somewhat captivating show like the the idea is there it's just that no one is on the same page and everyone's just making choices and the writing is is off the wall 
Yeah. And, and I'll I'll say, and this week is, is certainly a shining example, I think it needs to be said at the top of the episode, Deborah Messing's doing a great job. Uh, Colin, I feel the same way. I think this is my takeaway from this, like, I think third or fourth watch through. I, I'm loving her. I'm yeah. loving her. I really think that she is doing a great, and she, this episode, I was like, God, this is like genuinely good acting. Yeah, she's a good actress. I, I, I think that like, I, I don't know what she's done. You know, what is that? Uh, the mysteries of Laura <laughs> was that? Show yeah, she was right, not. right. But, like, I, I wish we could find something for her because she's great, and she does like either Broadway or roundabout like off Broadway. Like she, she does shows every. You know, I feel like she was okay, just in something good. called like Birthday Cake or something. And I don't know right. how successful those shows are, but th- there is an element of like, okay, cool, you're doing theater still that's something you know yeah um, yeah i don't know i uh i don't want to give debbie messing the credit she's due apparently yeah she's she's great and it's so like as an actress i would imagine like this is such good like material i mean <laughs> material as in like playing the whole sort of cheating on your husband and those face journeys she takes while her mm-hmm. shirt is off we'll oh. get there we'll get there Oh my god! But yeah, oh no! I but I took that note—the face acting and the face yeah. journey she was doing in that scene. That in particular, I was like, "This is like, you know, watch your back, Julia Garner." You know? I know. Yes. <laughs> if you want to stop me, you're gonna have to fucking kill me. <laughs> you're gonna have to fucking cast me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's basically what Michael Swift is doing to her this week because he has oh. gone off the rails. Yes, a psychopath. Well, sh- well yeah. shall we get into it? Maybe wish that's our. Cue I think here, we should. Yeah. I think we should. This is episode season one, obviously episode six, chemistry. Uh, you know, multiple meanings there, including you know, pharmaceutical chemistry and loose understandings of that. Yeah, I um, guess Frank being a science teacher. I was trying to tie that in there. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Frank being a science teacher. I guess you know how much chemistry do Tom and John really have? Oh, there it is. There it you is. You know, the the chemistry that Julia and Michael can't you know deny between each other. The chemistry that Sam and Ivy want to have, but you know, <sighs> not that I'm I'm kind of gay, I guess. You know, wow, I mean, yeah, can't wait yeah. to get to that. Uh, the brain chemistry that happens when you smoke pot with Mason and his vaporizer in Central Park. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, who knows? But we start the episode on scar- with a scarf count of fifteen, and uh, I can't say that this episode really gives us much more than maybe one. But fifteen in five episodes is still pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. Well, the opening uh, opening scene is at Ivy's apartment. Derek is sleeping in. Ivy is, you know, I guess not waking him up by practicing practicing some of her singing and screeches to a halt. There's, you know, there's there's something wrong with the pipes. And I have to ask, as someone who once played the lead in Carmen, was this is just is this like a worst nightmare for a musical theater actor? Yeah, I mean. Yes, is the short answer. Yeah, I, I feel like your voice is, you know, it's your moneymaker. And, and and to be the lead in a show is something that's very stressful in any level of theater. Um, but I, I, there are, you know, in Pittsburgh even, we're lucky to have uh, like the Pittsburgh Voice Center that is like, you know, obviously specializes that stuff. And especially in New York, like there are things to be done 
you know, steroids. I, I've I've not had it done, but there's like a you can get like a shot in your neck. Oh, it makes me want to like throw up. But um, it is you know, in a if you're in a pinch, that's what you need. But I, it's not out of the ordinary, especially since she's belting her face off in practically like every song for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, but I heard the trill. Maybe it was the trill that did I it last week. We yeah. need that on the soundboard. I, I we do. I heard the trill. <laughs> I. Meanwhile, Eileen is meeting with Ralph, who is a, a you know a theater producer, and th- th- this is right off. So we're in we're in Eileen's office, and I feel like we're we're being shown a wildly unhinged version of Eileen Rand from the expository heavy line of life of of. Ralph, you called me, remember? You called me to see if you could come over and talk to me. It's that kind of like the opening scene in a play dialogue, you know? Yep. Yeah. I Eileen needs a... I mean, granted, we are looking at this in this episode, too. Like, she needs an apartment. She needs to be somewhere else besides in that office. Get her out of the office. Get mm-hmm. her out of the rehearsal room. She needs something else to do. But yeah, yeah, that. which I guess she solves by the end. She gets an she apartment does. in the Lower East Side, so uh, we'll get to that. But yes. uh, in any event, meanwhile at rehearsal, Karen and her rumor has it backup dancers are <laughs> trying to make heads and tails of of these script changes. I, wouldn't this be Anne Harada's job? Yes, I think that's like yeah. I, I think that that would be there would be a meeting about it, and unless it was like happening in the moment, um, but yeah, I mean, and it's not unusual that stuff like this changes last minute. But there would be, you know, she, <laughs> Anne Harada would be at Kinko's at like six a.m. that morning, like printing everything out. Right, like Karen wouldn't be on the floor with bangs trying to like organize. Oh no, this, these are the changes from last week. It's like this yeah. is why you have a stage manager or right? a binder, Karen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a binder. Yeah, come on, Iowa. You got binders in Iowa? Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know. So meanwhile, Julia, and I almost, I feel like if if Karen is scrambling with pages in the hallway, now Julia is scrambling with even more pages at the table in the rehearsal room. And I'm like, this, no matter how much scrambling Karen does in the hallway, Julia's re-scrambling, you know? So, like, God help us. Uh, Tom is, is watching over her shoulder with a distinctly shorter haircut yes i think he's cleaned up since last week for sure there's less of the wedge which i think is great i i you know i want more or less but i appreciated that it was not me in seventh grade as much anymore yeah that just like tousled just rolled out of bed do well now that he's got john on the scene uh (laughs) Derek, meanwhile, is in a migraine commercial. He's still, you know, just wearing Ugh. pajamas and, oh, God, oh, this, oh, God, God. You know, it's just miserable. Um, he melts down on Julia, and she explains how there's a lot going on at home, which includes Frank being in Santa Fe for a teaching conference and Leo getting arrested in Central Park for smoking pot with Mason and his vaporizer. That does not count to me as reasons that you can't get the book done. Your like senior citizen's son is is in the park, and your husband is out of town. You got nothing but time to work on the book. Yeah, and the the lyrics like that's a yeah. huge part. I mean, writing the music is equally important. I just like again, all we've seen her do is just lie on couches and just staring at the ceiling, being like, I don't know, and it's all coming crashing down. And I I just. Tom eventually has enough and storms out, and we get this shot of Ellis wearing yellow pants in the corner. 
And the only reason they're showing that is because eventually he goes to like Eileen's office to tattle on them. Oh, Ellis is standing there. He looks like he just pooped his pants and <laughs> is just does. standing there watching. Uh, I need to quote Tom here that when he does storm off, this was a very scene in a play line where he goes, he is not using me or my music as a club with which to bludgeon my writing partner. Yeah. Storms off. All right, Mary. Um, yes. Meanwhile, Karen, woe is Karen. She has a $326 credit card bill. That dev will pay. That dev <laughs> you know, will pay. It's that fine, dev Karen. will pay. It's fine. Uh, you know, her her little friends just can't imagine a world of having a credit card bill that low. Sue says, I would be singing and dancing if I had a credit card bill this low. And then, you know, uh, bangs and... Bobby. Bobby. You are you singing are. and dancing already. Oh, my God. We're in musical theater. Does everyone know? We're in a show. We have We have a little moment together. That's what that was. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh gosh, it was, first of all. I'm thinking ahead of, like, because, like, all of these things are just, the only reason they're saying this credit card bill is so Jessica can later give her that gig that pays $500, like, good to pay off that credit card bill. But she could have just said, like, oh, gosh, this, like, I'm really losing so many shifts at the cafe. I'm worried about money. I know Dev said he would cover me, but I'm just... You know, there's there's a, there are other ways to do this. She could have just lost the job at the at the. the she could have been like listening to a message, and it was her little friend saying, "Hey, you've missed too many shifts. I warned you about workshops." You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> she Get did. One more scene with that, yeah, her friend too. Yeah, and then she's I gone. love that friend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Ellis, he's you know, uh, in his in his yellow poopy pants, uh, <laughs> reports back to Eileen <laughs> the scuttlebutt of rehearsal uh, going on at rehearsal. And uh, and then she starts to kind of get up and gather her things. And he says, where are you going? And she goes, to rehearsal. And it's like she can smell the <laughs> yes. poopy pants. You know? Yes. She like, it's like the beginning of Clue when Tim Curry steps right. in the dog shit. Yeah. Uh, it's like, the, have you, you've seen The Witches, right? It's been so long and I don't remember a lot of it. It's, it's crazy that I, I should watch it this Halloween, but go on. Oh, I mean, that's something we could even consider. Like, yeah. I think she's technically in like, an incredible supporting role in that, even though it's sort of lead, but, um, but in the witches, they, uh, children all smell like dog poop to them. And so whenever they smell a child, there's like a moment where like, she like lifts her nose in the air. She's like, I I smell dog droppings, you know, and then she has all meltdown. (laughs) So, uh, so she's given us a little bit of grand high witch, which I I always appreciate. Yeah. Uh, we're back at rehearsal and Ivy is hitting a snag in the song and, you know, would like to just skip to the bridge and uh, unfortunately, that does not skirt her around the parts of the song she can't hit. And that's just in time for Eileen and Ellis to arrive as she hits a real squeaker at the end of the song. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing, too, is like most of the time you do not have to be at a 10 the whole time. You can mark right. it. You, don't, you can sing it in head voice or whatever it is. Like that should be. And I know they're like 10 days away from the workshop or whatever. But like. That would be a higher priority, like Ivy, like talking to Anne Harada and like the music director and like them making an announcement like Ivy's going to mark today, you know, just to protect your voice. Right. I Yeah. Right. I feel like that's like they're all going full out every time. It's like that you got to, you know, save a little juice in the can. So, yes. Well, you know. 
opening credits, we you know the 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 chips have been stacked. You know what are we gonna do? We got a squeaker on our hands. Uh, if you want to find out, if you're listening to this preview on the main feed and you want to find out just what's gonna happen next, and let me tell you, you have no idea. Like it's it it's gonna go off the rails. Uh, but you can find out at Patreon.com/slash/BSAPod where you can get access to this and all of our other Smash episodes. You can get early access to our main feed episodes. You could hear Nick's voice demo reel Uh-oh. that we're going to post on Patreon. I mean, tis the moment. It certainly is. See yeah. you over there. Yeah, see ya.